Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 FNC, final hour of today's Nick Wilson show. Itty Bitty Fetty and I have been on a roll. If you have missed one moment of the day's show, WFNZ.com for the full hours, bits, interviews, and whatnot. And then, oh yeah, BT Dubs. You should also follow the Nick Wilson Show podcast everywhere. You get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe favorably. And don't forget to follow Nick Wilson on Instagram, at Nick Wilson Says. Slide into them DMs. I already got a few of you slide into my, my DMs on Instagram. I need it. I want it. In the meantime, we got one more hour to go. We got the final rendition of the Hack Song in 40 minutes. Hacksaw will join us for the grade we're going to give him. We've got the Nick pick, which is not going well. It, I, I don't think I've had one single win in baseball all week long in the Mark Spain Real Estate Nick pick. And then the bequeathal at the end of the segment, but our next guest. Full-on summer sports talk extravaganza. He's one of the few yinzers that I will say, not only is he allowed on my show, he's allowed anywhere I am because I love him dearly. The Extra Point Podcast host, the Extra Point Podcast uh, Network, Dave Damashek on the guest line. What's up, buddy? Yeah, what's up, Nick? Yes, you. Uh, I reviewed favorably after you accepted my request to follow you on Instagram, and I was rewarded with a bevy of photographs of you on vacation last week. It's good to hear hear you sounded nice and fresh, ready to roll into July. Next time, I promise I will I will include myself with clothes in those pictures. Please, I I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to make it uncomfortable because that's in the rear view mirror. But. Uh, but yes, oh, I, I do have to. I hate to pat my pat myself on the back, but um, I love I, I love to pat myself on the back. If you need baseball help, Damashek's here for you. You know the way to go: O'Neill Cruz. Whatever you're doing, if it, if it forces you to turn on the TV, I know that the requirement that you watch the Pittsburgh Pirates play baseball is an unpleasant um, requirement. But O'Neill Cruz by himself is worth the price of admission and worth sprinkling a little something on for him to do something special on the field. Like I told everybody yesterday, bet on him to hit a home run, and so he did. All right, so then if you have anything on tonight's games, uh, let me know now, because uh, not only is does this week am I 0 for 5 on my, my Nick Ooh. picks, but uh, this is going back. I've in the, what, two and a half, three months of baseball being back, I've got the to when I've picked baseball, which is very rarely because I focus on NBA and NFL where I'm a little bit better at it. But when I, I've got maybe two wins since baseball started this year. Well, listen, I, I'll I'll just uh, say it out loud. I'm not terribly locked in on baseball myself. <laughs> I was really, I was uh, I was all the way in as I always am on the puck, and I uh, made a lot of people who listened a lot of money. On those Colorado Avalanche and uh, and specific players who who uh, toil for them, I think a good bet is legitimately 
doesn't it feel like the Yankees? I mean, they're a steamroller, so money line bets with them don't make a ton of sense. But I do think um, a money line bet parlayed with an Aaron Judge home run is juicy stuff and is going to pay off quite a bit. It, it feels like um, he's in one of those seasons that go way back, depending on how old you are, that we're like, remember when Cecil Fielder started hitting home runs and it felt like he hit one every day? Mm-hmm. And when, um, you know, we when Kevin Mitchell did it long ago with the Giants and obviously Sosa and McGuire and Bonds, obviously even uh, new standard, even beyond steroid era now as we see guys who are built more like you and me than um, than weightlifting dudes. Now Aaron Judge is a callback to those steroid days. I'm not insinuating anything about him. Point is, he's hitting a ton of home runs like those old-timers did, and I think that's a good bet. You know, he's going yard, uh, it feels like, about uh, half the games out there. It's worth to sprinkle a little something on him as well. Dave Damashek of the Extra Points Podcast Network on the guest line here on the Nick Wilson Show. I mentioned uh, you are a well-known yinzer, and you wear it uh, on your sleeve, which which does make me respect you even more. Because some people hide where they're from because, you know, mm-hmm. us small market guys saying this stuff on national networks, they try to tease us. You don't run from it. So I'll ask you, how certain are you that Kenny Pickett and or Mitchell Trubisky will keep the good vibes going in Pittsburgh the way Ben Roethlisberger uh, helped win for so long in Pittsburgh? Well, it's funny you say that, the good vibes, because outside of Pittsburgh, well, on the banks of the Three Rivers, there were plenty of cynics all the last couple of years. This team isn't as good as their record, and then nationally, people were downright angry. They were vexed on that last regular season Sunday when the Jags upset the uh, upset the Colts and the Steelers beat the Ravens, and then there was that almost tie on the West Coast that uh, that the Chargers pooped the bet on. And the Steelers made the playoffs, and people were so angry with me, with me, writing me on social media and otherwise. Your team sucks. Why would this team be in the playoffs? I, I thought that was delightful. So I'm just hoping that the Steelers in a QB league where every score is is uh, 38 to 37. I hope that the Steelers continue to knuckleball their way to victories, 15 to 12. It's, it's the funniest thing in the world to me when that happens, and I think they're set up to do exactly that again. They are. Again, in the QB League, they are loaded up defensively from the coaching staff on down. I mean, they have three uh, head coach level guys coaching up the defense there. So that's the focus. And then offensively, you need Trubisky slash Pickett to scratch out just enough. If the defense can keep you at a 20 or less, this offense as constructed, they have some high-end pieces offensively around those two QBs. And I, you know... Uh, you know, maybe this is glass half uh, uh, half full of black and gold juice, but I really do think that Trubisky drafted into the spot that he was. I mean, you know, like here's a good way to look at Mitchell Trubisky to, uh, and try and um, make his future look more positive than what his past has been, which hasn't been an abject failure at the pro level, um, is uh, consider that, if Patrick Mahomes, who I think we can agree is the best of that draft class that went behind Trubisky, if Patrick Mahomes had been drafted to the Chicago Bears by Matt Nagy and company when Trubisky was, would he be Patrick Mahomes as we know him to be now? I suspect not. That was an offense bereft of talent and a weird coaching staff. So I think I'm a pedigree snob. And if you saw Trubisky play in Chapel Hill, you know 
that, um, you know, he's, he's a high-end athlete who runs well. And then Matt Canada's offense that, uh, you know, that he takes over. Now, it's a lot of boot action. It's a lot of rollouts for the QBs. And they have guys that can hurt you um, at skill positions. I think they're going to be fine. And, and you know, we'll see what happens with this, this Deshaun Watson um, thing. But that's going to scuttle their chances in all likelihood. And now you're really talking about, I think the Ravens are going to be good. Um, but I think we've all decided that the Bungles are this, uh, this juggernaut team, and that ignores the 21st century fate of the Super Bowl runner-up. First place schedule and all that, Joe Burrow's the real deal. But I suspect that they're going to have a hard time, just like Joe Montana and Tom Brady had dealing with some success. I think that they're going to have a little bit of a fallback this year. So I think the, I think the future ain't exactly doom and gloom where the Pittsburgh Steelers are concerned. Dave Damashek of the Minus 3 podcast, the Extra Point. Po- He's a podcast extraordinaire. Extra Points podcast, <laughs> Daves of Thunder. Uh, as I've mentioned, you are a Pittsburgher. Uh, you are also an avid Pitt fan. So with the college football realignment, right now, Pitt is in the ACC. So Pitt can either stay in the third conference, whether that's the ACC or joining the Big 12, or the Big Ten or the SEC, where would you like to see Pitt land long-term in the final <laughs> run of conference realignment? It all sounds so crazy, but, you know, all bets are off. When Nebraska is in the Big Ten and West Virginia is in the Big 12, former home of, uh, you know, what, the Southwest Conference or the Big 8 or what? I, it all makes no sense at this point. So it's, it's uh, you know, and by the way, there are certain things we accept. If you're born into a, a into an era in which it's like nobody bats an IR age at the Dallas Cowboys being in the NFC East. <laughs> you know, it's a, there, when when we were growing up, the Cincinnati Reds were in the the National League West. That made no GD sense, and so a lot of these. They, what what bums me out specifically for college football is that as opposed to all the other sports. It yielded that regionality yielded a certain brand of ball in the Big Ten, three yards in a cloud of dust, the weather and otherwise, and the kind of kids corn fed and the nature of football and what mattered there yielded this ground and pound style versus the Florida teams, given the nice weather and otherwise, were slinging it all over. And then you travel out to, to the West Coast for a, a different brand of ball still. When you got out there, now it's all going to be a blur. It's, none of it's going to make any sense. I Listen, I just hope uh, Pitt, like anybody who's got a Power 5 team that they root for, you just hope that that your team gets invited to the dance. You know, how many teams are actually going to break through because it is starting to settle. You see, the real heavyweights are taking care of themselves, and now it's going to be left to all the 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 mediocre middle, the middle-class teams to figure out can they get invited to the dance as well? So listen, beggars can't be choosers at this point. Obviously, Pitt makes sense regionally in the Big Ten, so I, so I'm going to root for that one. Land with Penn State, and you know maybe Notre Dame figures something out, and they you know they 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 drag them up there. Then everything will be right as rain. The problem is what's going to become a Washington State, and uh, you know the, uh, NC State, and teams like that. I I wonder you know are they have they been middle class so long that they're not essential to to the to the power brokers that are putting what it's going to land at like it's going to land at two leagues right so 
how many are in this larger league that's eligible to play for the national championship. All right, Dave, we've got our five questions. You pretty much answered the first one because you said that we're only going to have two uh, power conferences in the end. So we will go to, these are going to be kind of more rapid fire. Uh, number two, okay. which app or website crashing would upset you the most? <laughs> That's none of your business. That's a, a, what I do in my private time is, uh, is is up to me and no one else. What happens in my, oh, oh, oh let's just go with Twitter. Oh, let's just go with that one. I went with Amazon, but uh, I, I, there's a lot. I, I'm I'm such a simp now. Uh, number three, best contract in sports history on Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> best or funniest? Yes, you choose. <laughs> um, oh, best contract of all time is, I mean, listen, it's, it, it is pretty funny that uh, Bobby Bow got taken off the Buckos' hands and people lamented that at the time, and now it gives us a good hearty laugh um, uh, annually. So uh, I'm thankful to, to walk the planet Earth while the Bobby Bow contract is, uh, is, <laughs> is still getting paid out by the Metropolitan. Um, yeah, it's always good. It's, it's the combo of, of being uh having deep pockets and, and poor judgment you know we saw that play itself out on uh on mtv cribs over and over and over <laughs> again um let's say anybody the guy uh what's his name who owns uh, the knickerbockers up there in msg like every uh, let's just say every deal he's ever made seems to be tied at, at uh at the top, because I don't know what that guy's gotten right, uh, Jimmy Dolan, since uh, since he took over up there. All right, number four, what moment would you like to erase in sports history? Oh, my God, so many, so very many. Uh, well, we talked about the Buccos. How about the, the Francisco Cabrera hit that uh, that dashed their dreams, the Buccos' dreams in the early 90s of getting to a World Series with Bonds, Van Slyke, and the aforementioned Bobby Bow, but of course there are plenty of hockey ones, plenty of Steelers ones. Maybe I would take away of all the undefeated Pitt Panthers hosting their arch rival Penn State Nittany Lions. Dan Marino comes out, throws two touchdown passes to start the game, fourteen nothing. Throws looks for a third one in the end zone. It gets picked off. Final score: Penn State forty-eight, Pitt fourteen. That was a that was a heartbreaker for young Dave Damashek. All right, final one, Dave. What's your porn name? That's a pet name uh, plus a street name you grew up on. Well, I always like to go with Victor Thrillington. Um, I just <laughs> uh, I, I go with that one, but uh, I don't know Ashley Radcliffe. <laughs> that's a, that sounds like a great name. That's a high end call girl, right? Yeah, that's 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 one of the ladies that she's very choosy on the roles she's willing to take. <laughs> now you're getting back into the website that, uh, <laughs> that are none of your business. We're and, telling and, on and, ourselves and, here. We're telling on ourselves. We're gentlemen, of course. <laughs> Follow this man on Twitter at Damashek. Dave, you're the best, buddy. Thanks for uh, for coming on and having some fun. You're the best, fella. Uh, all the best. Keep on enjoying summertime. Enjoying following along for the ride with you. You too, my guy. Thank you so much. Ashley Radcliffe is a great adult entertainment name. I mean, that is that is elite level. That, what, what was mine earlier? Klaus uh, Hemlock. That, that just sounds like a German actor. That doesn't sound really all that uh, specific there. Great stuff with Damashek there. When we come back, our little boy had his first. Next on Sports Radio 927 FNZ.
Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ. Uh, I did see some of you guys are talking about we're having some uh, uh, signal issues. Uh, we are alerting the boss. We are alerting the good people on our engineering staff. And uh, so we're hoping to have those taken care of shortly here. In the meantime, we got Hack Song. The Hack Song coming up in about 20 minutes. I've been, uh, I've been demanded that we give one of our guests... One of our buddies, one of our good friends, some time on the air today is, well, no, it's not Hacksaw. We, uh, so uh, Fleet might be making an appearance today because he feels like we have besmirched him and his fine learning institution. However, our little boy had his first experience last night, itty bitty fitty, went to his first Charlotte FC match. I'm I'm proud of you. You made it out there, young man. Yeah, it was a great time. It wasn't hot as hell. I even walked to the stadium from the station. Mm, from the station. That's a that's a good hike. Yeah. That's not it's not un it's not untenable. It would be in 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 the high noon hour. <laughs> it would be at 90 degrees, but like yesterday, that's that's a totally good hike. Yeah, it was it wasn't planned. The the buddy I went with, he was a guy I used to work in construction with. His truck broke down right at Pinkies and he coasted it into the parking lot behind Pinkies. Ah. And he was like, "Well, we'll just walk." And I was like, "Okay." Cuz I don't I don't want to take the rental over at parks and where something happened. That's true. You know, I just can't afford it. So let's get into what what was your first uh, Charlotte FC experience like? What did what were the things that stood out to you? It was really cool, man. I sat in like the supporters section. So like where he has his tickets, it's first come first serve. So like the you know as early as you get there, you could sit as close to the field level as possible. We sat about five rows up behind where they have the honorary captain, mm -hmm. and that's the person that where they shoot the stuff off right before the match starts. Um, and it was so it was really cool right there beside the actual supporter sections of Blue Flory and all those guys with the chants, mm -hmm. and they chanted for two hours straight. Did you get any of the chants? Did you pick up the rhythm of those? You couldn't do Hakuna Matata earlier this week, so could you? You get into the rhythm and figure it out. There were sometimes I was in tune with what was going on, and uh -huh. sometimes I wasn't in tune with what was going on. Okay, how how much were you in tune versus how much were you out of tune? Uh, I was just really mystified, like because there was a woman leading the chance on this megaphone, uh huh, and for two hours, like she just didn't stop. Yeah, and like that type of endurance was very impressive. We talked for twelve minutes, so we need seven minutes to catch our breath. Yeah. So well, some of us do, not not me. Oh. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe you. Yes. Maybe you only have 12 minutes of endurance, <laughs> but uh, the Brahma bull over here that is Big Daddy could go for four hours. Uh, all right. So it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. they, they didn't they win. It would have been nice to get a win, right? Yeah, no. Like, there was a couple of times, like, so, like, the, the anticipation of ex expecting to see a goal, like, on TV, you feel it. Mm -hmm. It's even different in the stadium. Like, when you're seeing the play develop where they're going to attempt to shoot the ball, you know, into the net. So that was when they're going to attempt to score. Yeah. Is that what you were looking for? Because there were sometimes they weren't trying to score, which this one guy behind me, he yelled for an hour and a half to swing Swiderski back to Poland. Uh-huh. He fired Christian Latanzio uh -huh. because uh, they couldn't cross the ball properly. I mean, this guy just didn't stop. And it was also equally as impressive. I was, I was impressed. Was it Shaked Bartal? It was not Shaked Bartal. Because <laughs> I, I was trying to think of, like, who could I see just losing their mind nonstop for two hours? Uh, what else stood out to you about your very first Charlotte FC match? Dave Tepper wants money because mm -hmm. I got uh, I got a shirt and a hat. Uh-huh. Uh, 78 bucks. Mm-hmm. 
And then I sent my buddy that's, and that that is pretty that's pretty standard. Yeah. Like when I when I bought my all my girls I bought jerseys at the Hornets games. Uh and it's for girls. They're, they're for for kids. They're going to grow outgrow those very quickly. 2 years ago, they were like 45 bucks a pop. Yeah. So all around that's, you know, $135 for 3 jerseys. That's that's kind of part and parcel. I sent my buddy at halftime to go get beers, mm -hmm. and I have the notification for my credit card app. Mm -hmm. Whenever I gets charged, I get notified, and he, I got the, the charge. And I was like, oh, well, maybe he got us some nachos or a hot dog, whatever. He comes back with two beers. And I was like, hey, man, where's the food? What are you, what you talking about? I said, well, you spent $50 on two beers. That's what it costs. And I was like, holy bleep. Uh, what were you like? Holy bleep! All right. <laughs> uh, I think he got played. What? I, you made a rookie maneuver. It doesn't matter. Is he like your best friend? He your so, second best friend? Where in the in the friend ranking? Where is he? He's so he was when I worked at construction. He was the guy I worked with every day. Uh huh. So like at one point he was technically what you are to me. He was boss, mentor, stuff like that. I could trust you with my credit card. No, you couldn't. Okay. Because you just admitted that I couldn't. Mm -hmm. so, but I'm upfront about it. You know, I, I just. I mean, I wouldn't run all your G's down, but, you know, if you sent me to get two beers, I'd get two beers, some nachos, maybe a third beer, crush the third beer and the nachos while I'm just chilling, and then bring back two beers and be like, I couldn't believe how much it costs. If, if all that happened, I wouldn't have been as upset. But that wasn't the most interesting part of the night. Wait, real quick, because I do want to get into that. Um,. I draw I as an avid beer drinker. Uh -huh. I draw my line at two beers for fifty bucks. So if this really was what two beers cost, I'll just sit there and enjoy the scenery. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just one, you won't have to get up and go to the bathroom as much. Two, I'm not paying fifty dollars for two beers. There's no beer on the planet, and I'm a, a on my favorite beers. Put them all up there. No beers, no amount of beer for fifty. Well, no, that's not true. If you told me you could get one of those giant like. 100 ounce pitchers. Oh, Maybe I'd pay 25 bucks a beer for that. A white zombie. You stared off into the distance. You had a moment there. I was with thinking it. about, dude, I love white zombie. Good Lord. All right. So, what was to you? You also got into some people watching, yeah? Yeah. So it was um, it was Pride Night, mm -hmm. final By night the way, of the month. Final night of the month. Uh, congrats to a very successful Pride Month for all of our friends in the LGBTQ community. And they did a you. great job celebrating uh, Pride last night. I even got like the the captain's band that was in Pride uh, in, in the Pride colors. Mm -hmm. I was gonna bring it to Flounder, but I forgot it at home. So there was a there was a guy in front of me, mm -hmm. and uh, as there will be at a sporting event, he shows up. With a mildly attractive woman. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like, like you you pitched her when we talked about this before the show. You were like, she was she was very attractive. Okay, but rather mildly attractive. attractive. Okay. And so I was like, oh, okay. And then like the match was like getting ready to start. Like we're like getting in there. We're, we're getting in the mood. I wish people could see you. Yeah. Because you look like you must look when you're trying to dance. But it also looks like a little bit of an epileptic fit. And uh, this guy shows up. Uh-huh. And, so, uh, so there's a guy and a girl, and now another guy shows up. And another guy shows up. And he talks to the guy the whole entire first half. Uh-huh. He sends the girl at certain points to go get beers. Uh -huh. And she comes back with beers. That, okay. That's a little too far. I'm, a, I'm a fan of chivalry. I would never ask my wife to go get me the beers. It, it gets I, worse. I would go get... that. No, I'm very offended by this, because... 
my wife is not my servant. I'm a man I can get in my damn self. I will go get things for my wife because that is an act of love and a lack of, a lack of act of service. I, I, I'm already trouble, troubled by this, given the fact that he would do this. But go ahead, continue. And so he's drinking his beers, but conversing with the guy. Mm -hmm. And then near the end of the match, the girl, or this time the guy leaves. Uh-huh. Which he, guy? Jesus. The, the the guy. The guy, the main guy. The main guy. He leaves, and he comes back with Bojangles. Okay. And he sits down. And as he's drinking his beer, talking to the guy, mm -hmm. the girl's feeding him. And I'm literally, she's dipping the chicken in the ranch and feeding him. Uh-huh. Is there some sort of ailment that he has that's obvious? I don't know what was going on. I just assumed it was the first... Thruple? Uh-huh. I'd ever actively witnessed in my life. And even my buddy was he was he was talking to me like side eye, like I, sidebar. So the initial the initial guy and the, the girl. I understand why you think they're together. Also, I would never feed my wife and she would never feed me. That's just we have done everything intimate you could possibly do together, have kids together, obviously make kids together. Um, share vows in front of our family and friends, pledging our lives together forever. We've done everything you can do together. And if she tried to feed me, I'd smack a chicken tender out of her hand. But continue. Why do you think that the extra guy was part of, as you said, a throuple? It was just, it was the way that they were conversating. And it was not a platonic conversation. There was some chemistry. Could you see sparks flying? There was definitely, there was something going on. Mm. And I mean, it. you know, I'm not judging. It no. was just like to witness that in person. It it kind of reminded me of my last relationship. Even though we were all never three in the same room, mm -hmm. my now ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. and her at the time ex-fiance slash baby daddy, mm -hmm. they were just always in a different, you know, they always had something going on while we had something going on. So that's a love triangle. A thruple is when three people are either dating each other or two people are dating the same person and they're cool with each other. This look the her now now her current boyfriend and still current baby daddy. Uh -huh. He would always ask me to just enter in a in a polygamous relationship. That's what he was wanting. What? How yeah. have you never told me this? Because I was so trying... he wanted to be in a relationship with you, or he wanted both of you to date her at the same time. Yes, that's what he was wanting. Because he effectively said that's what we were already doing. Because you know he was immature and couldn't leave her alone because she left him for the third time. All right, looking back now, should you have just gone to the polygamous relationship? Because you'd still no. potentially getting quality socks on time. No, I, I, I'm I a much happier person now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, She's awful. Yes. So, uh, all right. I'll ask you guys. Have you guys seen a thruple out and about? Because there's really very few things that it takes me a minute to pick up on. But a friend of mine from high school. Actually, a girl, ironically enough, that I had a real crush on. Uh, I went to a Browns tailgate like eight years ago, and uh, I was with her and these two guys. And uh, it took me a minute to realize that she had uh, a baby with each guy. And it took me an extra moment after that to realize that they were in a thruple. And it did not wig me out. But it absolutely rewired my brain. The first time you see a thruple in person, if you don't, if you're not like expecting it, 
it's definitely a different vibe than what you're used to. So did, did it change you? Did it make you more open to the idea of throupling? Because throupling to me sounds awful. Oh, I'm going to be dating two people at the same time? Like polygamy? No, thank you. No, because I work in radio. I literally can't afford to date multiple people at the same time. Well, no, no, no. You would you would want them to have the money, and then you just bring something else else to the table. Do you understand that I'm not the most attractive person? I'm not attracting a person with a lot of money. Well, you okay, but they could be really ugly, too. Like, uh, think about this. You've never seen an ugly rich person that wasn't a pro athlete? Yes. Who? Yes. Go look at a doctor. Not every doctor. This isn't Grey's Anatomy. That not every doctor is a is a you know Miami Ten here. <laughs> so like yeah, there are ugly doctors out there. There are ugly scientists, ugly inventors. Jeff Bezos. Oh my God, look at that guy. But you see the you see the two women. M Mackenzie Scott is a legitimately classically beautiful woman, and the you know the parts of the woman that that he's dating now that are original looked very promising as well. She's just half plastic. So Jeff Bezos, ugly dude, hot women. I was going to say Dave Tepper, but I didn't want Talis Tepp to show up. <laughs> Dave Tepper's not ugly. He just he got a little belly on him. He, you know, Bald, he's like you and short. Me. Oh, he's not short. He's like average height. He's like 5'9", I think. I don't know. He looks 5'9 to me. There's a reason why he's never come around this show, because he knows standing next to the Adonis that is Nick Wilson, it would be problematic. Uh, bagel guy throwing in uh, Jeff Bezos is not a stunner. Itty bitty fitty. Is that is that our guest? Is that the guy we've been waiting for? Uh, our next guest. We did the uh, super draft earlier today, and my roster replete with winners. Itty bitty fitties on behalf of the SEC. Not great. Our next guest, Dan Norfleet, on the guest line has a problem. What 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 do you have to say about you and your who's friend? Damn it, Wilson! You've gone too far this time. Now I try and be patient with you, but every so often you go off on the deep end. And we got to reel you back. The blatant, flagrant disrespect. Oh, okay. So where, where do I start here? And you know what? Before I even get into the numbers, you know what? You clowned us more when we lost the UMBC and you celebrated my program when we won the national title the following year. When we came here to Charlotte representing the Coastal Champions to earn a right to get smashed by Clemson, you poo-pooed us. Huh. The Directors' Cup, sponsored by Learfield, came out just last Thursday. <laughs> Guess who's right? Oh, by the way, Directors' Cup, yeah. The top athletic programs in the country. The ACC has six schools. Guess who was ranked third highest, 11th overall in the country of those schools? And I got one more for you. This is another standalytic that you can shove wherever <laughs> itty bitty Tritty and Ramsey, whatever they got going on. Listen, of the last, the last four seasons, in football and men's basketball, guess who doesn't have a losing season? There's eight institutions. Guess who's one of them? The flagship university of the Commonwealth of Virginia. So on behalf of Carla Williams, our athletic director, Bronco Mendenhall, who's got a check to go sit his bleep down somewhere in Utah, and Tony Bennett, a champion and a coach of the year in this conference, you, sir, Oh, an apology, and I want it now. All right, so one. Oh, wait, did you cut him off, or did he cut off? We got to go to break. Oh, I'm not giving, no, I'm not giving you apology. North Carolina, Notre Dame, Miami, Florida State, Kansas, Duke. Who should I have, who should I have not drafted in favor of drafting? You know what? That's it. Special addendum. 
The University of Virginia is now in the Hall of Mid. That's right, Fleet. You call into Big Daddy's show. You come at the king. You best not miss. Well, son, well, friend, you missed. It is now the University of Virginia, the Cavaliers, in basketball, in football, Hall of Mid. Lock it in. Forget about the things when I heard the news. I didn't mean to call Cliff that. I can't remember what you ran or if you like the three. Please help Steve. Please help us fly. Got another point guard. And we are starting with. the final rendition of the Hack Song of the Week. Send in your grades, 704-570-9610. But as it is, the final segment of today's show, want to say thank you to Dave Damashek. Want to say thank you to uh, our friend, your friend, my friend, Bobby Carpenter. Stan Norfleet just made a quick appearance, and then Itty Bitty Fitty gave him the quick hook. And then I proceeded to put the Virginia Cavaliers and the entire university in the Hall of Mid out of sheer spite. Um, so thank you to our guests. Anything that you missed today and this week, WFNZ.com, the Nick Wilson show podcast, uh, hours, interviews, bits, all of it. And it was, we got into some trouble this week, right? We, we went places we had, we had done things we hadn't done on radio before WFNZ.com. And I guess I can thank our next guest. You just heard the hack song of the week. And now the man, the myth, the man-child legend, uh, Hacksaw, joins us on the guest line. What's up, buddy? Uh, doing good. Doing good. So uh, how confident were you when you put this one together? Uh, I was about 11.30 at night confident. Mm. <laughs> All righty. That's, that's about right. So Jack gave you an F-, minus, but mostly people... Uh, people have given you decent grades, but not great grades. Uh, we uh, just full disclosure: we missed the first rendition of it because Jessica Charman and our and our new boss Jeff were in the studio, and I was too busy yakking, uh, just just talking it up. So I listened to it very thoroughly the last three times. I'm ready to give my grade. Anybody fitty? Are you ready to give Hacksaw his grade? I am. And uh, Hacksaw, I'm going to be honest with you. Of the four times that it played, I got to listen to it about once in its entirety. Okay. Wow. With, with what, all the different what, responsibilities I have. What a teammate here. Um, But still, hey, 11.30 at night work, I'll give it an A. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know about I that. I play that card more often. Uh, Big Cat Dan <laughs> saying, lyrics and timing on point A+. Plus. The lyrics are good. I like the general idea. Uh, timing was for once on point. That's interesting. Uh, biscuits yeah. and gravy giving you a B. Um, it's just this wasn't your best work. It's certainly no in no way is it your worst work. But I was thinking probably about a B or a B minus. I think there's a lot Ooh. to like about it, but unfortunately, there's just nothing elite about this, right? Like this is like a Harris Teeter fried chicken. 
if you need some fried chicken, Harris Teeter Fried Chicken can get it done. But it's not the Price's Chicken Coop. It's not uh, the Shell on East and South. Uh, you know, it's not elite, but it is. It's absolutely a serviceable one. I would say decent job. Oof, Harris Teeter's going to have to have a word with you. Why? I, I I basically said their food is good. Is it, their food is mid? It's it's good, not great. So is this hack song? Isn't that kind of a compliment to both you and the food? K- kinda, but there's a there's a slap in there. <laughs> well, that's the only thing I know how to do, uh, buddy. <laughs> I talked endless crap about you for traveling with you last week, but uh, good stuff this week, buddy. I appreciate you and uh, have a great weekend, my guy. Thank you, guys. Happy Fourth. Bye, Goma, to everybody. By Goma. See, that was the thing. I'm, I was surprised we didn't get a Bygoma from Fleet when when we talked with him early in the show or just, just what was it, 10 minutes ago? Uh, do you think you're going to have to make up an apology? you think you're going to have to make an apology to Fleet for cutting him off the air earlier? No, we gave him what he wanted, and he called in late. Like That's we, true. I, I asked him to call in at 1.30 if he had a problem. He called in at like 1.33. And, like, I know he's the Dundata, but you're Big Daddy, and we do what Big Daddy says. Yeah, he... He uh, calling you out wasn't a problem when he called me out that I'm like, now nah, I got to put the Virginia Cavaliers in the Hall of Mid just out of spite. Uh, Fleet is now coming back at me on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> referencing NCAA championships in women's swimming, diving and men's tennis. No one gives a rat's patoot about those women's sports championships. Uh, Fleet is coming unglued. Uh, I, my Mark Spain real estate Nick picks this week in baseball have come unglued. I am completely defeated. I am the Pittsburgh Pirates of 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 competing in gambling on baseball so i'm going to swing for the fences all right this one's going to be a strikeout or it's going to be a grand slam home run tonight the guardians at home they've won two straight games in walk-off fashion they're now plus 190 when we started when i started looking at this earlier today so like 30 minutes ago they were plus 180 i'm going to take the guardians on the money line plus 190 because I'm that kind of guy. Because I'm that desperate at this point. Let's get to uh, the Bequeathal. Now it's time to look at how the masses have voted on the Jim Selenia Gold Brick Ceremony. We have over a trillion votes in. Whoa. Yeah, this was this was this was a big one. People got behind this one. We knew it was a good week. We didn't know it was a trillion votes. And it's by the way. It, it just stops counting at a trillion, so it could be a trillion one, could be a trillion and two, could be a trillion and three, could be a trillion and four, could be a trillion and five, could be a trillion and six. You can you get the idea though. A uh, trillion votes in. In last place, holiday engagements. Wow. Okay. Wow. That is not risen. Uh, in <laughs> in third place, Hakuna Matata. Yeah. Hakuna Mobamba. <laughs> that, you could have said that and it would have been great. In second place, in the sheets was Stan. That means, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I say this properly, Glizzy Fest with Beth Troutman takes the cake. 
I found a story that's tailor-made for you. Okay. Mr. Hot Dog Juice. They have made a seltzer in your honor, a hard seltzer in your honor. Um, mm-hmm. It is hot dog juice flavored hard seltzer. Supposed to taste like that hot dog water, yet it is a seltzer. So this is like carbonated hot dog water. A Texas brewery is bringing this into existence for a big thing called juice. Oh, sorry. Glizzy. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm going to Texas. <laughs> I love how you just admitted you were you were going now. Oh, yeah. yeah. When it was Glizzy Fest, no interest. When it was the other thing that I can't say on air, now we're cooking with fire, baby. Uh, still, the best part about that is I played this last night uh, two or three times for my wife. Uh, with the unedited version, uh, Beth said that she played it for her husband last night. Uh, Beth told Bo Thompson, her partner in the morning show WBT, about this. This has become a building legend now that Beth had the worst misspeak of dropping the L from Glizzy Fest that you possibly could have. And I will go back on this. Beth is really tough to make blush. Because Beth is kind of like one of the guys. She's very comfortable and being very crass off air. She could barely breathe out of embarrassment and laughter after that misspeak on air. And that, to me, makes it one of the funniest moments I've ever seen. Then she damn near said it this morning. I was on with Bo and Beth on the morning show over there today. She damn near said it again. It, it may have been, I've been on the show nine months. That may have been the highlight of, of the show. Because yeah. because she she just owned it. Like she didn't try to backtrack. She just she knew what she said. We had her back or you had her back with a dump button because I was laughing. Like that like that thing was gonna be an an, an FCC violation. Stan is now in our DMs, ta- or in our uh, he's messages. Rage, he's he, rage texting. He's rage texting you, and he's brought Ramsey into this. This could get really ugly. I feel bad for Jaden's mom or whatever little filly gets it this weekend. <laughs> okay, nope, nope. There are things you can't take back. Easy there. <laughs> uh, by the way, Woj Bomb, because Bailey only gets breaking news. We, no breaking news for you. Morning show, no breaking news. Bailey, uh, Bailey's got a great ass and all the breaking news. Everybody knows that. The Pacers are trading Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics for Daniel Tice, Aaron Naismith, Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, Jawan Morgan, and a 2023 first-round pick. Who? Yes, exactly. So Larry Legend (laughs) is effectively gifting his old team their missing piece on a title. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. (laughs) So nice of you. You look like Big Bird. Bye, Goma to Larry Legend. You know what? Now, Larry Legend couldn't hang with Steph Curry. Larry Bird is mid. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) By the way, the rest of the Eastern Conference hits uh, Larry Bird with a double birds. All right, guys, that does it for our show. If you missed a second of today's show, WFNZ.com for the whole bits, hours, interviews, anything from this week, WFNZ.com, the Nick Wilson Show podcast. And follow me on Instagram, damn it. At Nick Wilson says, slide into them's DMs, young man. We'll be back on Monday, breaking down the latest. Or Tuesday. Tuesday. That's the one. Yeah. I'm not going to be here Monday. I didn't realize until uh, like halfway through this show that we weren't working on Monday, that Monday was 4th of July. So we'll be back on Tuesday at 10 a.m., breaking down all whatever the hell happened in NBA free agency trades. And, of course, the latest in the Panthers and Hornets. Until then, guys. Nick Wilson, 
for Itty Bitty Fitty and Glizzy Fest saying stay safe and be good, Charlotte. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Lord, I love you, Carolina. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you later! Charmed, I'm sure. That's all, folks. Okay, bye.